0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe, I'm the lead investigator.
1: My name is Teresa, and I am the historian.
0: I am your Baba Yaga
2: enthusiast, your tech aficionado, Alex. And he thought he was going to run out.
1: And uh, it just keeps getting longer, doesn't it? That introduction. Weirder, weirder, actually.
0: (laughs) It's true. Yeah.
1: I mean... I dig it. It's
0: got weird. No, you just like the Baba Yaga thing. Yeah. rolls off the tongue. It does.
1: Oh, speaking of the Baba Yaga thing, so the t-shirts are not made just yet. However, uh, you can see it on our Facebook page. We actually just got a hold of a phenomenal deal by a good friend of my husband's who is going to be laser etching our logo onto 20-ounce blue water bottles. They are spectacular. um, That come with their little carabiner gauge. It's very cute.
2: Among other miscellaneous things that we're working on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're working on all kinds of merchandise, but yeah. that that's that's ready to go. So, if you want one, they're only 10 bucks. Um, I can ship them literally anywhere in the US for that 10 bucks. I will, however, have to uh, add I Should believe be it's 3.50 if we ship out of the country.
3: Really? So, yeah,
1: huh. yeah, that's all. It actually yeah. was really reasonable. I was excited. That's it's because they're very very light. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, my good buddies over there in New England, uh, or, what? what, yeah, anyway, in England, I I can definitely
0: ship you one also. Or New England, either one. He's fine. Well,
1: New England, you know, (laughs) that's no shipping.
0: Locale. Right.
1: Yeah, we got this.
0: (laughs) We know geography. We do.
1: Well, you know. Researcher who... Not topography,
0: geography. (laughs) Doesn't know her geography.
1: That's phenomenal. So, yeah. Anyway...
0: All right, so today we are doing Ohio as Ohio. our state. Our home, just home. Yeah, <laughs> it's where we reside. Yeah, I had a saying and it just went all the head because I may have had a margarita when we went to go get Mexican. So, yeah. Mm,
1: shout out to El Tule, best Mexican food around.
0: Yeah, it's actually really good. But yeah, Ohio is the state that we're doing today, and we talked about a little bit between ourselves it's just kind of it's kind of weird looking up stories in your home state because you either know them
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you fill in the blanks and like ah, i know this and so we we're kind of choosing having a hard time choosing a story with this one because it just like we know it we were trying to figure out something that everyone possibly didn't know
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. at least that's the problem i was having with it so feedback i feel the exact same way actually so like i understand
1: there were were definitely some some things that i wanted to talk about but at the same time i was like you know i i know this story front ways back ways sideways like i can Mm -hmm. sum this all up in like you know five minutes what what kind of good story is that for the podcast if it's like done in five minutes um but that's really because i think that we um we simplify it a little too much because we We already know the story so well that we just assume that we can gloss over it and other people will get it too.
2: Yeah, and that's our bad, really. Yeah. Just because we know all of the stories in a three-hour radius doesn't mean that...
1: Yep, Yep. we're learning. We're learning.
0: No assumptions.
1: (laughs) So, with all of that loveliness said, we did go ahead and choose some really awesome places um, from Ohio for this week. And um, who wants to start?
0: Um, well, I went last last week, I think. Yes. And yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: I think we set that up on purpose. I don't so, remember why it was last week, but,
0: you know. Okay.
1: Do you want to go first, though?
2: I don't care.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go decided. first.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, all right. So uh, I am going first, then, I guess. And uh, I have chosen a place that the three of us are very familiar with, but not in the paranormal aspect of very familiar with. Kind of.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I mean, he's, he's we thinking. can elaborate on this later, but we've all felt/slash seen something there, but mm. it. This is not a place that we've investigated uh so i am going to talk about the building that is currently known as the agora theater in cleveland nice
1: yeah i have not investigated but it is most definitely on my bucket list No, yeah i will uh Mm -hmm. see if i can get a hold
2: of my good friend chris zitterbart and see if i can get us in there yeah please chris
1: yeah chris
0: (laughs) thanks bud i don't know you but please
2: (laughs) Uh, so, the building that is currently known as the Agora first opened on March 31st of 1913 mm-hmm. uh, with an English performance of the uh, of Ada. Uh, it was then known as the Metropolitan Theater. Uh, this was the brainchild of a guy named Max... Boy, I'm going to butcher the shit out of that last name. It is... Feitkenhauer.
1: Nice.
2: F A E T K E N H E U E R.
1: We're gonna we're gonna go with that.
2: That sounds good. Faitkenauer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was an opera promoter and a conductor who, who was also involved in the construction of the monumental hippodrome theater. Mm. Uh, about five years earlier Which at the time I believe the Hippodrome Theater Was actually the largest theater That was yeah. doing opera in the US um, So as far as the Metropolitan Theater uh, The new opera house was well received And it did well early on But later struggled to stay profitable Among various uses The Metropolitan was later home To Cleveland's Yiddish Theater Troupe In 1927 Um, This brief episode in its history came to an end a few months later in 1928 after the troupe was involved in a bus accident on the way to a performance in Youngstown. Um, The actors were too injured to perform and the venture went bankrupt. Uh, 1932 is the next entry that we have where it did something different. Uh, The venue had turned itself into a vaudeville slash burlesque house called The Gaety the Gaiety. Um, Some
0: weird name, but I dig it.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Hosting and I quote, Hoofers, comics, and strippers.
0: <laughs>
2: sounds like a good combination of
0: Dude, I'm totally down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah why not? Right.
2: You know? Um The Metropolitan then returned to its original use for a short time during the mid-40s, staging comedic musicals, but by the end of the decade, stage productions had ceased and the theater became a full-time movie house. So, from 1951 to 1978, the theater turned into offices to the radio stations WHK, which is 1420 AM. And WMMS, uh, 100.7, which is still a radio station. Yeah. The Buzzard. Yeah. The Buzzard. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the theater itself was then known as the WHK Auditorium. Uh, during the time that it was the WHK Auditorium, um, there was a short stint between 1968 and 1969 where the theater was known as Cleveland Grand. Um, In the early 1980s, it briefly reopened as the new Hippodrome Theater, showing movies. And following a fire which damaged the original Agora Ballroom on East 24th Street, uh, club owner Henry Liconti Sr. moved the Agora Ballroom and Theater to 5000 Euclid Avenue, where it stands today. Um... So, that is the brief history of the place itself. Uh, also, for the record, in 2014, Henry Lecanti' Sr., uh, he passed away at the age of
3: 85.
2: Um, so, that's the actual history of the theater, and I guess now we can talk a little bit about the paranormal stuff. Um...
0: Or that thing. Right.
2: Both. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, perhaps the most famous story of the building itself and the uh, Agora is the man in the yellow raincoat. And if you talk to, and being friends with a lot of the local Cleveland music artists, if you talk to anybody who's been up there for any substantial amount of time, um they will tell you stories of, they think perhaps he was a janitor, but he yeah. is a man in a yellow raincoat who is quite frequently seen in not just one location in the building, but kind of all over.
1: So that is actually the man that I saw. If you're looking at the stage, it is the left side of balcony seating. Okay. Uh, no, not, what is it called? The you know, the one that's like sticks out all by itself. It's like, like I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> like the VIP seating that sort oh, of sticks little, out up on the oh, wall. Oh, like the little, oh, like
0: the Lincoln suites and all that. Yeah, yeah the little yeah, suites
1: exactly.
2: that come out and they have like yeah. seating for like 10 to 12 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly.
0: like private
2: booths. So yeah. it and was
1: there. the one at the, for the far left, Um, if you're facing the stage, is where I saw Man in Yellow. Hmm.
2: Um, so... I did not see that one, but. <clears throat> go
1: ahead. Well, it was actually during the Mushroom Halloween show.
0: Yeah.
2: So, supposedly his, he is seen all over. Uh, he is seen on the catwalks. He is seen on the stage at nights when the place is winding down and closing up. Uh, yeah. He is seen in the basement, um, traveling the... Well... In the theater, but it's basically where, like, the pit area would be. There's no, like, seats or anything down there, but you know, close to the stage. Yeah, Yeah, closer to the stage. Um, uh, Other stories involve uh, apparently those who have performed there have reported feeling chronic fatigue while rehearsing and during actual performances. Uh, Electronic devices are known to intermittently go in and out within the building. Uh, and there are many reports of photographs throughout the building having some sort of floating orbs in the photo. Again, though, that very well could be the fact that it's a theater from 1913. Yeah, a very, very old building. (laughs) Just how it goes. Um, another common occurrence in the basement area is that locked doors will open and close by themselves. Um... Uh, let's see here. So, supposedly, as far as it goes... Uh, where did it go? Mm-hmm. I,
1: I definitely, uh... I definitely noticed... Do you remember the time that we were up there watching Ventana?
2: Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Because yeah, yeah. I, I want to indulge that right after... So, supposedly at one time, I believe the year... It was 2006, okay? I um,
0: almost said recent. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: there was a psychic named Sonya there.
0: Oh, I've heard about her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, who supposedly performed go an exorcism on the Agora Theater. What? Intending to rid it of the spirits. Well, she in- fucked up. <laughs> including the yellow-coated ghost whom she called John.
0: Okie dokie. Johnny don't want to go. Right.
2: While employees have reported that the strange feelings have become much better since the exorcism, uh, most believe that not all of the ghosts have been eliminated. Uh, Also, you know me, psychics are not my go-to. Bag of chips.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I understand.
2: So, um, there's that. So, that's kind of the basic gist of, you know.
0: But, go ahead, continue. I just, you said something I want to spark on, but go ahead continue. No,
2: no, by all means.
0: Oh, no. As far as I know, you can't exercise a building, though.
3: Well, I mean,
0: so that seems weird. Exercise,
2: cleanse—I guess whatever she wants to call it. They—they they use the term yeah. exercise.
0: Okay, maybe this is a term they use. But yeah, if she goes there to exercise a building, that may have not worked out too well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, I, I mean, whatever, whatever. I've been in the place since then, and and I do not believe that that anything has been run out. It's very possible that she may have weakened something. Um, potentially, but I, no, absolutely not. That place is still just as, wow. There's some energy in there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I guess, uh, being as that was kind of the brief summary of the hauntings and the history of the building, uh, I guess we can now discuss what you were talking about with the, uh, Ventana show that was actually on the ballroom
1: side. Yeah, it was Smaller in the Smaller stage ballroom. on the ballroom. Um, there it was that was a really really interesting time so that was actually my very first time ever being in the ballroom uh for anything uh let alone a rock show but um yeah i mean honestly the feel of that place was just so incredibly i i don't know if i want to i don't necessarily want to call it ominous but it was it was heavy it was definitely heavy and whatever it was that was in there was most definitely very I almost want to say that the spirit was very very old it had a very very heavy very real palpable feeling to it um, very hard to describe like you go into a lot of places and you might get a little bit of a shiver or something but this was different this was it's, like
0: it's the ancient energy
1: it, literal That's what yeah, literal
0: yeah
2: quite yeah. literally it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to describe it other than ancient. Yeah. Like it, this is old energy right here. It's that exact
1: yeah. feeling that you get when you're absolute when somebody really is standing behind you, and you know you sort of feel the the vibrations off of their body. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, it, that it's was like that.
2: That was one thing that I missed. So the green room for the people playing in the theater side <laughs> mm-hmm. is like on the one side down in the basement area. Uh, they have also just felt. Vibrations is I mean, what that, they call it. There's, yeah.
1: the, there's something in that place that is old, old, old. And I don't know if it's a person or if it's just an energy from the space or or the history of the space. I, I don't know. But it's.
2: Well, that something. thing seemed to me the night that I really noticed it and was kind of watching it intently, it was pulling my attention away from. My friends in ventana Mm. um uh, i was kind of staring at this thing and it seemed to feed off whatever energy you gave it
1: i agree with that
0: i I, i had a different thing with it but go ahead
2: i don't know whether it would uh act or react or gather energy in a different fashion if it was a different type of music that was involved,
1: well, one thing that it definitely reminded me of is just the feeling that I got from it, and the way that it, the energy of the building, obviously, when you have a Ventana show going on or any any sort of rock show for that any music at all, for that matter, um, this this entity, this energy, seemed to really respond to to that sort of atmosphere. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that uh, if this thing at one point in time was a living human being, it was probably an entertainer of some sort, if not just flat, a musician. Because it seems to really... It, it, That's an interesting it. It reacts. It, yeah. it seems to react.
2: And, and here's the thing is, for something like that, um, clearly... It, it felt beyond the history of the building. Agreed. Okay, the the building or was the built land. in 1913, yeah. or yeah. the land itself. But if you take the Agora Theater for what it is, all right, uh, and even back when it was the Metropolitan, um, if you take that theater for what it was, there are a lot of famous people from all over the world that have been in and out of that place. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Beatles, Elvis, yep. they have all played at this theater. Like, who's to know that somebody didn't bring this
0: with them yeah. from somewhere else. That's exactly, exactly correct. Yeah, No, that's a good point to it. And the, the time that I experienced up there was when we went to the Super Buick show for Mushroom Head. And there were so many people there that I really didn't get the gist of the energy, but I did feel the old, almost like primordial essence yeah, yeah. of something there. And the only way that I can relate to when we were talking about it before is, you know when you're talking to somebody and you know they've been through a lot of stuff in their life and they just have that knowledge... That feeling that you get from that Uh person—that's how it feels. That's how it feels when you're up there. Like you just feel like something is there that is very old, very wise. Like it for sure has a strong. Um, So
2: that was the weird thing. Bouncing off what you're saying, that was the weird thing that when I first noticed it, I I noticed about it. uh, Other than catching a firm clasp on the shoulder from something that was not there, because that happened to me on yeah the way to the on the way to the stage right. Uh, what I did notice is this thing did not seem; it did not seem uh, benevolent or no. malevolent. No, no, no like
0: no. it, it just—it simply was. It seemed like a thing that was there. It was just was very there old.
2: and confident, and it yeah. knew what it was, and it
0: didn't really care what was going on. But well, and like I said, the reason why I didn't catch the energy from it a lot is because there was good. What, maybe two. 200 people there somewhere around there there was a lot probably of people probably thousand there. yeah yeah <laughs> literally like a thousand people well I just throwing out there there was a lot of people there so that that was also with so that big of a crowd my attention gets diverted because I'm not a big crowd type of person I guess but that but it, it's like when we were sitting there watching them play I saw it up in the corner
2: Right, well, and mind you, that was also, so that was the theater side. That's not the, and you went with me to see Crossfader at the end of that show.
0: Yes, I did, yeah.
2: So that's the ballroom side where I felt it, and you can see how much smaller that room is than the theater. So like, when that presence goes from giant open theater to, you know, something the size of like the living room, like the front room of your house, Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a little bit different, yeah. It, it,
2: it, mm-hmm. That vibration just gets stronger.
0: Well, also I couldn't feel it in there because I was standing right by the speaker. That's so fair. I was getting a vibration. It just wasn't from someone From the speaker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all in all, uh, I love the
2: place. Oh, I yeah. love the feel of the place and Again, to be fair, for as ominous and just strong and ancient as that thing feels, like right. it doesn't give me the willies.
0: It just it feels like it just simply it, no, it is seem, there. It doesn't seem harmful at all. Like it doesn't seem like it has bad intentions.
1: Yeah, it just it seems uh to me it just felt very
0: present. And for all intents and purposes, it reminds me of a vampire. It's just sort to suck off the energy that's there, that's given to it that's there. I I can understand why you not in a Twilight vampire way. Yeah, what don't. just yeah, a, not
2: an even yeah. actual physical manifestation of a, it's just yeah. it's just an energy that just absorbs other energy. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. It's very interesting. Very, very old and very very present. Huh. Alright.
0: I love it. I yeah. dig it.
2: So yeah, yeah. that's my story. Alright. Sticking stick to it. it. Mm-hmm. All righty. <laughs> awesome.
0: So, let me jump into mine then. I typically don't go with places and I've said it before on this podcast, places that everyone knows yeah but this one kind of struck me my fancy a little bit i was mixing around a couple stories here and there and this one just kind of struck out to me because it's a known place everybody who goes there cedar point and sandusky Oh yeah. so yeah. everybody knows the place but upon reading the story i never knew it was haunted mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it doesn't go with the native american past or anything like that
1: yeah see and this is where we were talking <laughs> on a, and and i was telling you that you're definitely going to teach me some stuff with this one because right. i know about the land prior to Cedar Point, prior to, you know, modern day developments. I know about right. the historical past. Yeah, and
0: Cedar Point originally wasn't a big, it had a, like a hotel, um, yeah. just a few rides there. Yeah, maybe, I mean, you it, you know, would, for all it was purposes, wasn't a big so thing. it was
2: a carnival when
1: it started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I knew about the, I, I knew about the, the history of the, the Native right. Americans who lived in that
0: region. No, this specifically goes by the Cedar Point itself. Right, and so left.
2: to confirm what I was telling you at dinner, like, I've heard stories of the place being haunted. Right. I've never heard any of the stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've just heard Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's some creepy stuff
0: that goes on there. Right. But, right. So
1: tell me about creepy Cedar
3: Point.
0: Oh I am. Alright, Cedar Point opened its gates to a fun loving to fun loving visitors in eighteen seventy, making it the second oldest operating amusement park in the country. At the time, it consisted of a beer garden, a dance floor, a bathhouse, and a handful of children' activities, and not much else. <laughs> in
3: 1882,
0: a steamboat service started operating that would take visitors from the small town of Sandusky to out into the peninsula where Cedar Point sits. Cedar Point continued to develop with more and more amenities and facilities being added, including the Grand Pavilion, bowling alleys, a saloon, and a concert hall. The first roller coaster was built in 1892. New rides were opened over the next few decades, and so Breakers sorry. Hotel I I accepted it, its first guest in 1905. The rides continued to get bigger and faster over the next century. It's still uh, uh, over the next century until Cedar Point became one of the best amusement parks in the U.S.
1: And it is yes. still,
0: yeah, it is. I don't go there because I don't like you know roller coasters because oh. I'm afraid of heights. Wow. not I, so much heights, but the landing. So okay. I don't particularly yeah. go there but I know a lot of people do. So it's one of the oldest amusement parks. If you're parks. not a coaster yeah. fan, it's probably exactly.
2: not the park for you. Like it's no coasters, different than anywhere. Else. So, yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, with so many people visiting the park over the years, it's no surprise that it has been some it, it, there have been some ghostly sightings there. In fact, the entire park is believed to be haunted. Before it was removed from the park, the Frontier Town Carousel was the site of some of the most prevalent stories. According to rumors, The wife of the man that carved the horses on on the carousel was cheating on him. He Mm. killed both the wife and her partner, and it's believed he hid their bodies in the carousel.
1: I have heard that story. That was Cedar Point?
0: That was Cedar Point. Employees would often report hearing music coming from the carousel late at night and the carousel running backwards. There is also a ghost of a woman spotted riding on one of the carousel horses. Although the carousel was relocated to Darney Park, which I've never heard of Darney Park, in 1995. The black military horse that the ghost was seen riding on is in display in the Frontier Town Mu- Museum in Cedar Point. Another haunted location in the park is the historical historic Hotel Breakers. It's the oldest hotel in the park, and employees and guests have been reported paranormal activities since the early 1900s. According to legend, a woman named Mary committed suicide in a shower in a shower of room 169. Guests have since been reporting of having problems with electronic devices and a shower and have heard uh, the sound of a woman crying. The balcony of the t- hotel is also believed to be haunted by the ghost of a man who committed suicide by jumping off of it. Guests have claimed to have felt something pulling them over the edge, which is really freaky if you're standing on a balcony. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. The hotel ballroom is also said to be haunted by the ghost dancers. And on the site of TGI Fridays, which I've ate there the last time I was up there, so this this was new to me, uh, has also been a location of sightings of faceless apparitions. Mm. There are many more haunted locations throughout the park, many of which are based around the park's oldest buildings. So, yeah, I never knew that about Cedar Point, so it kind of struck, like, oh, crap. Like, I've been up there plenty of times.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I knew that the, the, the land itself right. had history like that, but... But that yeah.
0: made me think, was it the land influencing some of the people that were up there? Or is it just like the carousel horse? Obviously, no one should ever kill anybody if they're cheating. Just get over it and move just on. go away. But right. did cool. that influence, did something up there influence them you know, I mean, to do that's that? And the two possible. people committing suicide in the hotel mm-hmm. did the mm-hmm. land. Because wasn't it built on...
1: Native American, Native
2: American burial. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know that it was necessarily burial grounds. We don't grounds. know that it was necessarily a burial grounds, but they
0: were definitely in and through that right. area. Right. So very well could have been. So it just strikes me as funny that two people committed suicide in a hotel room mm-hmm. where the land is supposedly haunted. Interesting stuff. And now it's also... so it's And doing further research into it, a lot of the rides would break down. Just I mean, the demon drop always broke down. Oh, constant.
1: All True. the time.
0: Constant. Uh, there's old wooden roller coasters up there that break down and they's, they always say like, hey, we don't know what's wrong with it, which is one of the reasons why I don't ride roller coasters. Uh, <laughs> Listen, bitch, this is why you hire engineers. Right? <laughs> what right. do you mean you don't know what's wrong with it? <laughs> right. And
1: Statistically, they're pretty safe. Yeah, I don't care.
0: <laughs> so is a lot of other things, but you don't see me doing that. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, goodness. But no, I just, I, I thought that was really cool that a lot of, pla- a place that a lot of people go to, like Cedar Point, Yeah, is... You know, they have hunted Halloween's up there.
1: I mean, you don't even you don't even think about those things when you're up there just having no. a day or standing in a line like or, most of the time I'm having know.
0: anxiety attack because I'm like, oh like when I saw the new Viking right up there and I'm like, that there's a turn right as soon as you drop, like, no, screw that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I'm not doing that's a straight drop no. <laughs> like Yeah, if you wanna see me freak out, get me around a roller coaster. It's hilarious. Yes, that's folks,
1: funny. we
2: hunt ghosts and guess what? All three of us have irrational fears of something. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. <laughs> No, mine's not irrational. It's just I don't like to sudden stop at the end if it just. Mine doesn't. is ridiculous. And there is rational. a picture out, out there of me somewhere. I was riding a roller coaster, and the look of regret on my face <laughs> is apparent. It wasn't just regret. It yeah. was regert. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was. You I was like seriously you spelled that shit life. wrong on purpose. <laughs> But no, I just, like, even being up there a multitude of times when I was younger and going most recently is three to four years ago. Yeah. Never knew it was haunted. Never felt any presence up there. Never knew anything like that. Never knew any of those stories. That's some funny shit. So it's, but like I said, and this sparks the conversation for me, if you're dealing with something else, do you actually feel that?
3: Like, if um. you're dealing with
0: anxiety about riding roller coasters and being afraid of heights, do you actually feel a paranormal presence?
2: Well, that, and I feel like it's it kind of goes along with the same thing that you were saying uh, regarding your distractions at the Mushroom Ed show, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you were at Cedar Point. You were at a busy ass theme park. Right. Like, the whole mantra and vibe of the place is go, go, go. Oh, on to yes, the yeah. next one. onto the next. Like, there's no time to kind of stop and absorb what's going on. You that know is what I mean? True.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, is it, because even at the Agora, it's like that. Like, oh, yeah, on the next show, on the next show, on the next show. Constantly, right. go,
1: go, go, yeah.
0: So is that something that we just experience as humans because we want to take it all in? Or is that something also affecting us as giving us a way? That's away? a
1: good question. Or how much of that you know is is Cause masked when, by the... Yes. Because
0: yeah. when you're on a go, you're expelling a lot of energy. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: if you're constantly moving, constantly doing that... Is it feeding off that energy? And that's the reason why you get that feeling of go, we gotta go here, we gotta go here, we gotta go here. Yeah, yeah,
1: that rushing sort of anxiety. No, I get what you're saying. I get what
0: you're saying. So, to me, it was just, it sparked a conversation in my head when I read that story. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is a thing. I wonder if ghosts do that. I think for sure, when it comes to, at least being in any place, uh,
2: I think for sure, when it comes to like the first time noticing something, yeah. Um,. The setting kind of has to be right. You know what I mean? Uh, What I mean by that is, like, and like I said, you've both been to the Agora with me. Like, I am usually one of the first ones in, and I usually am one of the last ones out. Because I know people. Uh, That's
0: not true. Your wife is. At least last one out.
3: Uh, Ah, yeah, because she's still talking. It's that's fine.
2: Yeah. Uh, Shout out to the security guy that knows my wife as the talkie lady (laughs) that puts up with my crazy drunken
1: ass. (laughs) Uh, But
2: the point is, like, we're there when the place is winding down too, right? Versus like just mosh pitching a thousand miles an hour, right? Uh, Even the Ventana show, like that was a pretty small show. It was in the ballroom. Um, and even the ballroom was only about probably half to two thirds full. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was a full blown concert. Like, I p- probably could have glossed over it. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then, like, sure. so by the time that we had gotten back and I told you that story, and by the time that, you know, six months later, we go to the Super Buick show, all right, now when I'm going there, I've already felt this, so I'm kind of looking for it. Sure. Yeah. Versus. Just trying to take everything in the first time.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. If I go to Cedar point now, am I going to be looking for that stuff? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Will, with that, will I be feeling that I got to move, I got to do all this kind of feeling?
1: Mm. Only Maybe. one way to tell. Yeah. We got to get you on a roller coaster. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good on that shit.
0: Look, I'm, I'm tired of spending 50 bucks to go there and just watch other people do shit while I'm on the ground. I mean, <laughs> right? like, yeah, that, I'm glad I didn't do that. It's
2: oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, bro. Let's just go kayaking. She can go ride shit like right, that. Right.
0: I'm cool with the kayaking part. I like that stuff. But
1: I, I will ride every
0: coaster twice. It's like someone once said to me, "Why pay this much money to do this?" I'm like, "Why get on a roller coaster that's going to shoot you at 80 miles an hour to the ground?"
2: I, I like coasters, <laughs> yeah. but
0: for me, I could take it or leave it. I'm it's not a super huge deal to me. Well,
1: I mean, I don't do like the adrenaline junkie thing. Uh, but I do very much enjoy it. Well, it,
0: that's right? what they thought. They thought I was adrenaline junkie because I ghost hunt. Oh, and I was like, obviously, you've never ghost hunted.
1: Yeah, before. because some of it is <laughs> like literally falling asleep in a room that you've been sitting in for yeah. four hours in the absolute dark with absolute silence and nothing is happening. <laughs>
2: right. Absolutely, yes, yeah. been there, done that.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it's the lazy person's hobby. <laughs>
0: kind of is,
2: yeah. Hey. Uh, yes and no. But it's it's only boring until it's not.
1: Until it's not. <laughs> And then it's just a demon.
2: not. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, to be fair, like, I'm not much of an amusement park guy. And for me, it's just, bro, I'm not into standing in lines
0: <laughs> oh, for, like, gosh. fucking hours at a oh, time. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, if there
1: were no lines, I'd be like, whee, But even gotten... still,
0: like, that made me think, how many amusement parks are actually haunted?
1: Probably a lot of them. I mean, think about the different uh, accidents and, and, and whatnot that happened Well, there's also one places. of the
0: Kelly's Island of, uh, what was it, the, the Veracity or something like that that was sinking into the ground yeah. because of underground stuff. yeah. And some people, I think some people died because of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there have been accidents at every major theme park that unfortunately has caused <laughs> Well yeah. Accidents caused hauntings.
2: Accidents. Because they don't really know what happened well, most of the time. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the theory anyway, right?
1: Accidents <laughs> and history caused Although,
0: haunts. some of the people they have working at the amusement parks probably should not ever talk to cops. Just saying. Yeah, I feel that <laughs> on a spiritual what level. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have. no idea, dude. But yeah, that's my story. It was Cedar Point. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool. There's a bunch more in Ohio that I want to do, but that one kind of took the cake because everybody knows it.
1: I dig it. I so. could do 20 episodes on Ohio, but a lot of them are like those little five-minute stories. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know. Okay, so rock on. I did. I it. do
2: think that you nailed the best of both worlds. There, you're like, I have picked a place that everybody knows, right. and <laughs> nobody
0: knows why I'm talking exactly. about. It. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Cedar Point, the ghost hunting thing. Like, what the. F-
1: I love that. I love that. Uh, So I have decided to cover uh, Madison Seminary. I know
3: that one. Oh, I know. Everybody knows that one.
1: I know that one. I feel like I've been there. So (laughs) originally, I was actually going to talk about the Everett Road Cover Bridge over in the Cuyahoga Valley National Parks, but then I decided that uh, the parks in general are, um, you know, kind of our playground and have been for years and years. Yeah. And it sort of deserves its very own episode. Not just the bridge, but the park as a whole, including the story of the bridge. Yeah, exactly.
2: It, it literally is our backyard. That's
1: yeah. So instead, I swapped over to the Madison Seminary because it's fabulous, for starters.
3: Fabulous.
1: Um, secondly, people can visit. You can you can actually go there and do investigations overnight. Um
2: and we had a great time there, so why oh, not yeah, advertise did. it? You know, one
1: hundred percent. And all of the money that they make uh, doing these tours goes towards the restoration and rest of of the uh, building, which is actually on the historical registry. So
3: that's pretty so
2: awesome. I need about twenty groups to go up there so that I can have working power outlets on the top <laughs> floor, please. <laughs> yes, please.
0: Yes, we need
2: that. I don't have quite enough extension (laughs) cords, and not not to
0: interrupt your story, Teresa. But that's where we got that one thing that we posted on the Facebook page that we couldn't quite figure out what it was. Exactly. Yeah, we would uh, have caught more angles of it. Yeah, we would have caught more angles, (laughs) but there's only one working outlet up there. That's only
1: one work. So we please, for the love of God, visit Madison Seminary, donate to the Madison Historical Foundation, and uh, get some outlets put up on the top floor for us. That would be super duper duper. Okay. So, for starters, uh, Madison Seminary is um, located at 6769 Middle Ridge Road in Madison, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, This place is phenomenal. It has uh, been known as the Madison Home, the National Relief Course Home, uh, Home of Ohio Soldiers, Sailors, Marines, Their Wives, Mothers, Widows, and Army Nurses, which, yes, that's a very long name, Madison Home for the Aged, Opportunity Village, uh, and it was the former site of Madison Township offices. Um, So, historically, Madison was originally put up in 1845, um, but not as we know it right now. So, uh, the construction... A uh, small frame building, sec- where secondary education institute was opened in eighteen forty seven, uh, for high school and college students of Lake and the surrounding counties. There is a huge helicopter yeah. passing Pay no attention house, to I- the
2: Apache that's flying Just over a- my house so, right now. That's That's
1: what loud. That is. That's uh, a dual rotor. That would be. That would be a Chinook. Um, Historian. No, bestest friends with a guy who knew stuff like that. Shout out, Matt. RIP. Love you. Historian. Um, anyway, so um, there was a man by the name of C.S. Hartwell, who was the very first guy who was a teacher there on the first term, succeeded by G.N. Campbell. Now, there are very, very few records, unfortunately, of that time period, but they do know that between uh, 1893 and 1931, many of the graduates were said to have had extremely distinguished careers so these boys grew up to be doctors and lawyers and scientists and they actually had phenomenal education programs
2: so true from what i from what I read over the titles in their library, I couldn't read a single one of those fucking books.
1: Yes, <laughs> there were law books in that library like I have never seen before. I was like, holy crap, Um, Basically, they had 15-year-olds, you know, reading law books for, like, you know, Harvard Law graduates and shit. I was like, holy crap.
0: Well, I mean, probably didn't understand a word of it, but it gave them something to do. Facts.
1: <laughs> but yeah, So, so yeah uh, basically what they're saying is the graduates had a had very very distinguished careers these these kids uh grew up and got a phenomenal education uh so uh in, ni- in 18, 1859 uh, on the east side of the original structure was a three-story brick building that was put up this was converted into a boarding hall that held about 150 students um A little later on, they added the portico with the stone columns. They're thinking right around the 1904 mark. Uh, The seminary actually closed in 1891 uh, because there was, at that time, a huge explosion in what we we know as public education. So this big, huge private school wasn't really needed anymore. People didn't want to do that. Didn't want to
0: pay to send them, yeah.
1: Basically, even though clearly they were getting phenomenal educations.
0: Um, yeah, but this is free.
1: Exactly, <laughs> right, right. Who cares Tree about our good. kids? Three is good. Um, so two
0: plus two equals
1: that, that same time period, so the cemetery closed in 1891, but right around the 1890-91 mark, um, it was actually purchased by the Ohio Women's Relief Corps, um, which I'm just going to refer to as WRC because it's easier. Uh, this is a women's group um, of the Grand Army of the Republic. Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> they, they turned it from Madison Seminary into Madison Home, uh, which was a very unique institution, actually, that cared for the wives and widow- was widows of Ohio military veterans. It was originally located on a 15-acre plot. They had a small farm, so they had fruits, vegetables, meats, and dairy products used for the residents of the home, which accommodated about 40 members. Uh, Those eligible included the wives, widows, and mothers of veterans of the Civil War, Spanish-American War, War, World War I and II, the Philippine insurrection, the Chinese relief expedition, many, many other campaigns, and, of course, army nurses. Uh, In the early years, men were also eligible, although very, very few of them actually ever ended up residing at the home. Uh, Under the management of the Women's Relief Corps, sisters and daughters of ex-Union soldiers were also admitted. Uh, WRC uh, Ohio President, Emma Jean Marshall, I can't even say it, Emma Jean, come on. Everybody wants to be like, Critical Role, Emma Jean. Mm
0: -hmm. I did not think that at all. I
1: super (laughs) did.
2: I thought, Emma Jean, I thought exactly what you said, nerd. (laughs)
1: I'm a nerd. Didn't you guys already know that? Okay, anyway. Shout out. Marcia Ray. I'm a No, that wasn't. She was. No. Oh, I see. I'm not that big of a nerd. I get fucked up, too. You messed this all up. <laughs> Sorry. Nerd. Which is funny, because she's my favorite, too.
2: Stick to your script.
3: Yep.
1: It's not even a script. That's the sad part. So, anyway. So, um... At one point, these ladies actually decided, they were like, you know what, the Spanish-American war people, uh, the boxer uprising, and the world war wives, mothers, and widows, independents should not be allowed to stay in this place. Um, And, you know, for the longest time, I mean, I think that people probably figured that it had something to do with, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, hierarchy of women who thought they were better than other women because their husbands were in bigger, better wars or whatever. I don't know. But it actually... um, That's
0: ballsy as hell. Right?
1: (laughs) But it actually turned out that it was because they actually did not feel like the place uh, could accommodate all of those people. So with that said, uh, obviously the original house was completely outgrown. So the state appropriated $25,000 more, which in that time was ridiculous. We're talking 1891. That was a lot. uh, For construction of what they would call a suitable cottage home for the indignant mothers and widows, uh, simply just called Madison. Uh, The WRC constructed the much, much larger four-story stone and brick structure on the western section of the site, of the original wood structure uh, that was originally the school and the doorway arch read ohio cottage uh in 1904 the still wrc does it does yeah <laughs> it still does yeah literally which i love so yeah that was originally put there in uh 1891 so very cool uh in 1904 the wrc donated the building to the state of ohio because it could no longer afford to maintain it uh the complex was also at that time Known as the home of Ohio soldiers, sailors, Marines, their wives, mothers, widows, and army nurses. Long name. Uh, it was state operated. Were exactly. Mm-hmm. After that point, it, it of course became state operated, and uh, none of the members who actually lived there were charged a single dime to live there all the way up nice. until uh, 1969. Uh, and then, Sorry. Attorney General McGee. Uh, holds that not until... Uh, he, he stated, he said, until all the wives, widows, and mothers of the Civil War soldiers and all the army nurses of that war have died, then Madison Seminary could be abandoned and sold to the state. But not until every single one of the residents have passed away from age. So... So sad. Basically <laughs> saying they live there their whole life and that's the end of it you don't fucking touch it until they're gone
3: yeah
1: so kind of cool actually uh in 1915 a report detailed that 249 residents who had resided in the facility to that date uh including the three current mothers one sister one daughter and 35 widows um, aged, oh my gosh, these ladies were 95, 96, and 94 years old. They held on. They did. <laughs> they held on. If they um, were fighting somebody. <laughs> Go kick me out? Nope. <laughs> uh, the one story uh, brick center section was um, constructed in 1959, which joined uh, the old cottage and the east wing together. The east
2: side and the west side.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So the WRC Madison home portion ceased operation (laughs) in 1962 uh, when it was taken over by the Ohio Department of Mental Hygiene and Corrections, uh, which obviously super upset the people who were still living there. Uh, So widows uh, who lived there at that time, um, they did not get to live there until their passing, unfortunately. So after this mental institution moved in here, these ladies either had to have some sort of a home to return to uh, with like their relatives or friends or whatever, or they had to go to private nursing homes. So that kind of sucks that they ended up not actually being able to stay until they were gone. So, um... Legislature unfortunately failed to appropriate the operating costs for the next fiscal year, and 13 women were ordered to leave. Uh, so they faced a whole lot of questions about finances and decisions to potentially close um, a home donated to the state on behalf of veterans' widows and mothers. Um, is is basically what they closed so that was awful and one of the residents a vacated resident her name was grace limber she described and she says uh, we have everything we could possibly have in our own home and the only thing expected of us is making our own beds
0: so how dare they
1: the people who live there were genuinely happy yeah and and things were good
0: i mean if that's all i have to worry about is making my bed i'm good (laughs) Right,
1: right. Uh, So, at this point, the facility was uh, being called Opportunity Village. Uh, It was housing honor inmates from Ohio's Women Reformatory. Uh, In the 1960s, this is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Inmates worked as staff at the facility. Uh, One-story addition was constructed connecting the other buildings together. Uh, And then... um, they're thinking that that was built right around right around 89 there was yet another small connector uh so i mean this place just over the years just grew and grew and grew and grew as we clearly saw many hallways that went into various sections and whatnot so yeah beautiful place though beautiful place um stairs (laughs) uh in its history after after that point uh it served as an extension of the apple creek state hospital It housed mentally disabled women in a joint project with Ohio's Bureau of Vocational Rehabilitation uh, in hopes that these women would be rehabilitated to live uh, productive lives in society. (coughs) Uh, In 1964, it was briefly used as an annex of Cleveland State Hospital for the Aged Senile Women. How lovely that they describe them that way. Uh, Approximately 30... Fuck you... Women housed <laughs> there uh, <laughs> during plant stage. Officials believe uh, officials believe that about sixty residents could live in that structure without having any sort of structural changes to the actual building itself. Uh, but it's so it housed thirty seven. So it was perfectly, you know, there was no overcrowding, there was no mistreatment, there was no no right. crazy nastiness. Like everything in this building was like legit and cool. Um, aside from. <laughs> You know, a few Mostly incidents, we'll play, which we yeah. can discuss. So Opportunity Village closed in 1976 when they could no longer afford to operate it. It was uh, purchased uh, by the state, uh, from the state, by the Lake County Commissioners. Uh, and then in the 1970s, Madison Township leased it to use as uh, house offices for, you know, like city city offices, basically. <gasps> Um, in 81, um, with understanding that the county would buy it back from the township if they no longer had use for it, um, county commissioners, um, were there, and then they did, in fact, um, honor the deed with the reverter clause, and the state purchased the building back after the city was done using it. Um, the township leased the building until 1993. And then they relocated their offices, and the building was left completely vacant. Um, The county commissioner sold the property to John Cassell at an auction in 1998. Um, Unfortunately, after uh, Mr. Cassell passed away in 2009, his grandson, Tim Cassell, cared for the property. And then uh, Adam Kimmel... Uh, negotiated deal with Tim Cassell in 2016 to purchase the property, uh, renaming it again Madison Seminary. Uh, so then it is what we know now. Great place. It is. It is fabulous. Full of surprises. So there is, there is so, so, so much more to get into the history about this building and the famous ladies who have called this building home and all the crazy shit that happened there. Uh, during their time and during the time that it was a mental facility there was um, an un- lots of unfortunate events um, yeah we could, we could go into a lot of different stories um, but the point is this building is super fucking haunted because it has a really really long past of um, lots of different like all kinds of different things so what are some of the, the hauntings that you remember about the building? Yeah. From being there, obviously.
0: Oh, jeez. Um,
1: there was <clears> the doctor. <throat> well, the what? The doctor. Surgeon. Oh, oh I'm sorry. The surgeon. You're not allowed to call, call him a doctor. doctor.
0: He gets angry. Although I never experienced that up there, just the one. Um, Two of them actually, well, three, but not really sure we're ready to talk about the third one. Uh, <laughs> the first one is when we were in the, the school part of it. Yeah. Me, you, and Jordan. Oh, yeah. Where the... the whatever it was seemed to take a shining to Jordan and I asked it like oh are you are you flirting with my friend here and it oh yeah to when the uh, interact a little bit when more the
2: K2 meter kept going off yeah, in her hand yeah yeah yeah. I'm like it,
0: it, it's, it's responded to you
1: oh mind you guys Jordan is the one who actually uh, won the drawing the contest, to be yep. able to go with us to Madison yeah um, it was a super fun time she did a great job
0: yeah uh, and then the other ones when I got pushed
1: wasn't that outside uh, of the surgeon's office, or was that outside of that? Uh, bathroom? No,
0: the surgeon's office is upstairs in the asylum. That was just, on yeah, just the, off of the asylum, No, the but, floor yeah. below
2: that. It was the uh, yeah. the murder bathroom. The murder bathroom.
1: Oh, the murder bathroom. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Was no, it?
0: No, no, no. It was the floor below that. Was it? Because Jordan wanted to go to that room, and it was me, Jordan, and Liv at the time. <clears throat> and Jordan wouldn't go to that floor without. Oh, her. okay. She didn't want to go to it just yet because she wasn't me- mentally prepared yet. So, so we I went mean, to the floor below. As far as this whole murder bathroom the, uh, situation. uh, the, the one dude's room that we were sitting in.
2: Yeah, it was like he oh, was the, on that floor. Uh, the guy yeah. for a Down
1: while. Down around yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah, he was like the guy who had led the place. It was basically. the adjacent hallway. Got you. Yeah. So I, we're talking about a lot of different things that you guys have no idea we're talking about. But like, okay, so for example, the murder bathroom. Um, this was a bathroom where I believe it was... Um, there were it was I believe there were three people involved and it was two men and a woman, and they dragged her into the bathroom and horrible and we'll things just happened and S. she passed a. away.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. So very ungood. Um. Ungood. Ungood. That's my it's word. Just bad. Yeah, it was just all bad. Uh, and then there was the opposite bathroom. That's where, where
2: uh, dude opted out, right? Yep. Yes,
1: a gentleman opted out. Uh, by way of hanging. Um, gosh, up on the top floor where the asylum was, there were actually a whole lot of really, really crazy stories up there. But there was and specifically um, the, the guy surgeon. known as the surgeon. And he had a little room up there with a table and like all these little cool <laughs> historical tools were laid out for us to look at. Um, but yeah, apparently, if you call this man anything but the surgeon, he gets pretty pissed off because yeah. he thinks that, you know, oh, that's my title or whatever. And so, Typical of doctor. course, of course, we called him Doc the whole night. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what you do well, when you want to try to solicit.
0: Some I wasn't sort of allowed to call him Doc. I had to call him the surgeon because I was with a certain person getting, that was scared. Yeah, oh, you were getting <laughs> right. Yeah, because I.
2: Feel like when she was upstairs with her, yeah. it was also a uh, no, no. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah. a doctor.
0: Yeah, every
1: time I'd say doctor, I would get corrected. Which you know, that's okay. I get it. Be scared. That's okay. I understand. Um, but, you know, I was I was deliberately attempting to solicit a reaction. Oh, yeah, so was I. And calling a man doctor versus calling a man surgeon really is not a disrespectful act. <laughs> Look, He's I'm just not an facing the devil asshole. at that point. Right.
3: <laughs> so, we don't,
2: we don't yeah. necessarily believe in uh, provocation, for the record. I do no. not. But we do believe in pushing buttons sometimes. Yes, yes. exactly. We're not going to yell or... <laughs> cuss out what may or may not be there but we exactly we might call a surgeon doctor is all i'm saying
1: uh we also um ran into the spirit of a young woman who um it is it's she's incredibly well known to the place lots and lots of people who have visited there have seen her including one of the main caretakers of the property uh who was giving us a tour and telling us we were just shooting the shit that night she was awesome Um,
0: Yeah, she was really informative, too.
1: Yeah, I liked her a lot. Uh, But her and this particular female spirit up there uh, sort of have a bit of a rapport because, you know, they've worked together for such a long time now. Um, So uh, this girl is oftentimes seen sitting sort of holding her knees, looking out of a window. Uh, nobody exactly knows who she is, but, I mean, during the time that the asylum was there, there were there were several deaths, and not all of them were good.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and they had, you know, some of the things that went on, like lobotomies that go on at all mental institutions in that time period.
0: Because that's a good thing.
1: Right. So, it, you know, still had a pretty nasty history at some points. Yes. So certain portions of that building are just just amazingly um, warm and caring. And some of them, you know, you're watching your back and others are just plain
0: scary. Which is weird because in that building, when you go up into the asylum, you don't get a creeped out feeling. Yeah, in no, that place. I agree. You really don't. You get a very, like, calm, surreal, like... It's a mellow place.
1: Yeah, very very mellow. But
0: there's a part in the asylum to where you go where the, the doctor's surgeon office was. Yes. Yeah, so down and if you go that back in the corner, corner, yeah. It gets a little bit leery back it in there. It's feels, like something's washing me over here.
1: Yeah, it feels heavy, yeah. it feels um, oppressive, it feels like something's just glaring at you. Well and then
2: psychologically and subconsciously it, it could just also be the fact that it's a dark we go from an open room. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To a tiny dark hallway, right?
0: To yeah, a which is dark. weird because it both encompasses two of our irrational fears. True, your fear of open spaces and my fear of closed spaces. Uh, <laughs>
1: you guys are weird, but okay.
0: Yes, I have
2: agoraphobia and an irrational fear of open spaces. But that's fields. You can't put me in a big enough room no, to make saying. me scared of a room. Whoa. No, I'm mostly.
0: just saying. Yeah, know, okay. mostly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you need to change that up because I'll put that to the test. Um, <laughs> but no, in the the, uh, the second floor, I think it was, well, technically it would be the third floor. Uh, with the, the, the child that we had to donate money to or we could donate money to. I'll yeah. That, no, that was actually, the second floor.
1: Yeah, it was the second floor. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the little girl who had uh, lived in the building and passed away in the building. No, no,
0: she never lived. They have no record of her living there.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. she
0: said on the tour, like we don't know who she is. We have no record. That's what. Oh, no, I could have swore that was the other. No, way that's around. what prompted us to do what we did.
1: Oh, well, because we do know that that <clears throat> children live there.
0: Yes, but on the other side. Yeah, the other side, the school side. side. Oh, yeah.
1: well, no, that would have been um, the where that that would have was been the guy's
0: room that swindled all his, like, significant others out of their income or something like that. Oh, no, I no, think. no.
1: That was, like, uh, that was one floor up and all the way to the end.
0: No, that was the same floor. I
1: don't think so.
0: Yeah.
2: Either way.
1: Either way, point to the story is, um, yeah, so that, that particular room was kind of creepy, actually. Um, but I debate, and I think this is the part we were getting at, debating whether or not this is actually the spirit of a small girl, or if this is something completely different masquerading as a small girl.
0: Yeah, and we—I I don't think we're ready to talk about that just yet because we haven't talked to the curator about it. Um, but yeah, we did catch something there that—it's—it's it's weird because all right, all of you have worked with video cameras before. Mm-hmm. You know that when you're running it on a <clears throat> like a pad or something like that, it doesn't switch yeah like the sound is set up to that specific camera yeah but for some reason it seemed like the sound on the second floor got switched with the sound in the basement and neither one of like me and alex were in there at the time and none of us moved or anything but you can clearly hear some rustling and moving of furniture and all that and nobody was doing anything at that point in time it's true so it was really really odd well, it made have no sense, a, and specifically with the questions that were asked.
1: I have a ton of amazing video and audio from that place. A ton. Right, exactly.
0: Which we should probably post that on Facebook.
1: So the biggest problem that I'm having, or did she is, say that she didn't want it? Oh no, no, no. We're, we that would be fine. We can okay. we can do that. But the biggest problem that I'm having with the Facebook thing, and this is why I was trying to get our website up so very hard, is uh, Facebook will allow us to do video. But it doesn't really allow too much audio. So you have to put oh, audio okay. with video. And yeah. it's it's just it's real interesting. Facebook's Which is weird because I watch
0: videos on Facebook all the time. Yeah, but with sound.
1: That's the point. You can do video with sound, but you can't just upload audio. It has to oh, have a video okay. with it. So I'm going through making all of these, you know, did you see the ones that I did for um, um Loyal Oak Tavern?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. to do it like that. Yeah, because that was my famous EVP. Exactly.
1: Where the ghost the was in the shitter. Yeah, I'm the shit. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> but anyway, guys and gals, um, I know that my history on Madison was pretty long, but I can definitely tell you that place was 110% worth uh, every single moment that we put oh, yeah. into it. It's definitely worth it. Um, I will go back multiple, multiple times. Yes, um, and if
0: you're interested in going with this, definitely hit us up.
1: Uh, I think we should set something up for right around
2: her birthday towards the end of January it'll be out of our peak season for us ridiculous we'll be alive
0: (laughs) somewhat alive we'll be recovering
1: I don't think that's a terrible idea the end of January early February
0: so, Amanda, if you want to go with us then, that's my cousin.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yes, Cousin Amanda. Yeah. Call me. Mm-hmm.
0: And what I think we might do is run another online raffle. See if somebody yeah. wants to
2: go with us on, probably we'll do it like a Friday or Saturday.
1: Right.
0: I'll see any reason why well, not. So not. I'll get a message from her like, why you call me out like that?
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: yeah, I don't, I don't have any
1: problem doing that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what state are we doing next week, Alex?
0: Yeah, oh. who won it? Solid question. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That you didn't look up until now. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, do, carry do. on, you two. He was looking at porn. Do, do,
1: do, <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, that was super fun. We had a fun time at work today. We were, uh, we uh, somebody started humming the theme from. I mentioned
0: porn, and that's what you bring up? No, I wasn't actually listening <laughs> to you at
3: all. <laughs> we ignore you.
0: fine. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the A team. Somebody had started humming the uh, A team. Oh, theme okay. Dun, 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 and then like somebody else did it, and then I got in on the next part, and then it just—it was really fun. We had fun. All right. All right.
2: Side note, <clears throat> or main note, just this happened in the last month. Who the hell do we know in the Netherlands?
1: I don't know anybody in the Netherlands personally.
2: I don't think I know anyone. But uh, shout out to you. We suddenly have seven downloads in the Netherlands. So shout out to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Shout out to whoever in the Netherlands is now
0: listening to us.
1: Hello, Netherlands. Um, message us. Tell us some of your stories. We would absolutely love to hear what's going on up there. All
0: right. Hey, man, I, I love to hear that we're getting other countries. Like, I like the new countries it, thing a lot. Uh, I don't really want to cool. sound cocky with it, but it's kind of almost like expected that America is going to listen to a podcast. From America? Yeah, yeah, from I America. So I, I don't want to sound cocky with it because it's not coming off from a cocky place. But it's kind of almost expected for America to listen to American podcast. It's, it's not because I mean, I we still it. have
3: well, –
2: it doesn't sound you know cocky I mean. because it's still – we still have states that don't have downloads.
3: That's ironically. true. Well, that's what true. I'm, but, that's what I'm used, states, but then when I
0: see like the Netherlands, Asia, Europe, and all those other ones out there, I'm like, oh. So, heck yeah.
1: pathetically, the poll only got four votes.
0: For who? For what?
1: Oh, no, gosh, that's from September 11th. What the hell's wrong with me? Uh,
2: so, here's the thing.
1: We didn't do a poll this time, did you? No,
2: we just went off listens.
1: All right, cool. So, who wins?
2: So, admittedly, that was two weeks ago when we brought that up Mm -hmm. because last week we mentioned that we were going to do Ohio this week, so it would have been, um, I don't remember who was in the running, but Illinois has crept up into the next state.
1: Illinois was not one of them. Yeah, Illinois
2: not one of them. I think it was Washington and Wisconsin. Yeah, it was. Well, it was you Washington know what we could state do, but Illinois
0: has flown past them.
1: Past both of them?
0: Yes. Yeah, Holy but if you go with the premise crap. of we have to do Ohio because you felt bad because the listeners in Ohio weren't hearing about their state, and we said on a previous podcast we're doing these two states, we have to do one of those two. I mean, I mean yes and I no, because— I agree with
1: that, but at the same time, in some kind of weird overthrow, uh, <laughs> you know, Here, here's Illinois slides in leave there it. and
2: says— I'm just saying, Here's where I will leave it up to you two. We'll put it to a vote, I guess. I don't really care. But what I will say is that out of the original Washington and Wisconsin...
0: Was um, it Washington
1: and Wisconsin? It was. It was Washington State and okay. Wisconsin.
0: Uh, it seems that nobody responded. <gasps> so who's in the lead of those two right now? Still tied.
1: I'm sorry. If All they right, can't well, respond to Illinois wins. <laughs> Illinois, you have proven that you want to hear us talk about you next, so there we go. Illinois
2: jumped the shark. I suppose we'd give it to them, because uh, it looks like Washington and Wisconsin just kind of decided not to vote. Well,
1: fine, be that way. That's all right. That's all right. We will get to you
0: guys, but <laughs> not Illinois this time. said Leroy Jenkins that. <laughs> exactly.
3: Leroy
2: That's great, because my favorite place is in Illinois.
1: I love it. That more house. but Exactly. So, Illinois, we hear you. Thank you for jumping the shark in your landslide victory that wasn't even part of the contest originally. Um, right? So, yeah, you guys go. You definitely wanted to hear some shit. Cartman that shit. That was fabulous. <laughs> Beefcake! <All> right? <laughs> So, with all that said, guys, we love you so very much. Thank yes,
0: you so do. much for supporting us. And again, us. shout out to the Netherlands. That's all. Yeah, too. super I mean, I was that about to let so the
2: cool. Netherlands jump the shark, to be fair. I was like, light came out of nowhere.
1: I don't know. Their, do they have states or provinces?
2: The Netherlands? Yeah. It's a country. I think it's its own country.
1: But, I mean, they don't have any sort of money. Again, geography, no, not
0: the no, It's... <laughs> Okay, you
1: know? so, so Netherlands, <laughs> if you would be so kind as to please just just explain to stupid me how that all goes, you can reach me at nolightsparanormal at gmail.com, nolightsparanormal on Facebook, nolightspara, para. You or, realize
2: North America is the only continent that has states and provinces, right?
0: No, it's not.
1: <clears throat> not by far, <laughs>
0: Alex. <laughs> She's fucking with the Baba Yaga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dear. You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, no lights, para or no lights, ghosts.
0: On I'll throw you guys in on the fight afterwards. I should say states, <laughs> not provinces. X, <laughs> provinces
1: is uh formerly known as Twitter.
0: I'll record the entire argument so you guys can listen to me on Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just pull up the map and be like, look right here. <laughs> it's going to be
0: recorded. You guys are going to hear this.
1: <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, we love you. And um, if you want a water bottle... Uh, shoot me a message on Facebook or send me uh, the email to paranormal at gmail.com. Um, you guys have anything to add?
0: No, just that we love you guys and thank you guys for listening to us stupid paranormal investigators talk about some random stuff.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I absolutely love that you guys are actually interested in this because... <laughs> We were debating it at first, like, is people yeah. going to be interested? Are they going to be into it? And you guys have shown us that you are. So well, thank you very passion. much for that.
1: This is what we love. And to have you guys along for the journey and actually giving us somebody to talk to about all this craziness is fabulous. We love yes, you. Yes,
0: thank you for the validation.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so we will see you on the next episode, The State of Illinois.
2: And until then, don't fuck with the Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. Or apparently my wife. <laughs> <laughs>